0: Is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to the Coaching Youth Hoops Podcast. They're playing basketball.
0: Basketball. Basketball.
1: Here's our hosts. Steve Collins. Steve Collins. And Bill Flitter. Bill Flitter. Hey, coaches welcome 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 uh to coaching youth hoops before we jump in today i just want to make sure you know what's going on uh coach bill and i over the over the last couple months have been running an on-demand coaches clinic um we're going to just kind of pull the curtain back let you kind of hear a little bit of what's inside of those as far as handouts and and videos and all that stuff if you want to see what's available go over to basketballcoachesclinic.com and check it out let's head off to the podcast but all right welcome to our coaching clinic coach how are you today i'm
0: doing great hey anytime we get to talk and help other coaches love it
1: i know i know And know um, you know i know and this is a this i love this topic when we're talking about tryouts because mm-hmm. i've told you my yeah. horror story when i was coaching my son's team with you know uh <laughs> with not being able, like i didn't i was trying to do his baseball team i didn't Pitchers yeah, or catcher, it. what what do I draft and how do I do it? So, um, I'm sure yeah. a lot of coaches are in those in those same uh, kind of uh, scenarios of trying to figure out what to pick for their team and stuff. So, um, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna walk through a system. What is it, coach? Yeah, we're gonna
0: walk through a system. We uh, yeah we can, we you know we created to make it easy for coaches uh, to pick their teams, know what to look for, avoid some pitfalls. And even tips to help their players through the process of tryout. So if you're uh, if you're the athletic director of an organization, uh, you should send out our tips to your players or their parents just to kind of ease. Because the kids have a lot of anxiety when it comes to even if they're not going to get cut, just being placed on a team and not really going to be with their friends and not their friends, you know. So oh there's so
1: many layers to it too but we'll dive into that so go yeah we'll
0: dive all into that yeah so we're yeah so coaches yeah uh you know grab a drink uh sit back take some notes uh we're just gonna walk you through our system we'll take questions from the the audience at the end
1: okay perfect yeah you can put them in the chat right now but we'll do it we'll we'll grab them at the end here and stuff um all right. So go ahead, coach. Are we going to share your screen and kind of. Yeah, I'm
0: going to share my screen. I'm going to walk you through uh, a document uh, and this will be in, you guys will have access to this document as well. Uh, you can follow, uh, follow along. Uh, we're just going to uh, walk through this. So again, it's, uh, we're talking about tryouts and, and, and uh, evaluating players what to look for. Um so we'll just go through this with you. So first things first, of course, you know, some of this stuff you might like, you know, and for those coaches, you know, if you are just handed your team, I think this is still, uh, you know, an exercise that you, you should consider and maybe walk through to kind of understand the makeup of your team. Um, there's some tips, we'll share some tips in here as well for you guys. But if you have to pick a team, Um, or if you're running tryouts, you're the, again, the athletic director is in charge of running the tryouts. Um, these tips will be helpful. So of course, right. Determining roster size, how big do you want your roster? Now, when we worked with our youth programs, right, it was pretty easy. We looked at how simple, we looked at how many total players we had, how many teams we wanted to create. And then we divvied up. We always wanted to make sure that we were going to, try to get at least 10 players to a practice um, every practice, which yeah. as you know, coaches, that's the biggest problem oh, with it's the It's so youth hard, especially, so.
1: especially during basketball season and the, you know, things happening, kids getting sick, all that is like, um, but we'll help with that too. It's like, if we don't have enough, but um, I find it, I find it hard determining roster sizes too. Like, all right. So all of a sudden maybe we're dealing with the fifth grade group and all of a sudden we have 24 kids show up. right you know 25 kids kids show up so what do you do at that point like you know what is the solution do you go two teams of 12 do you go two teams of 10 and then four kids don't get to play so some of this might be outside of your realm of um possibility but i think it's integral in picking the team especially if you're picking maybe a larger team what type of player you know we'll get into that and kind of criteria and all that the rubric a little bit later but yeah um i think knowing size either given to you or you get to pick um it's going to kind of trickle down to the criteria of what you're going to look for you know if you're if you know what that's right 11 or 12 make a big difference if they're not going to play a lot then if you have 10 and everyone gets to play in some of those some of those things I think come into your decision making.
0: Yeah, and I've had teams of I've had teams of ten, I've had teams of fifteen. <laughs> and again, oh. to your point is you've had, you know, you have an odd number of players, right, that end up uh showing up and then you're just kinda like maybe you have two coaches and then you have to find a third coach. So, you you know, been through all of those scenarios before. So um, Ross, just think about your roster size, though, and really think about, okay, is the 12th kid going to play? Maybe you have an all-play rule. We've always had an all-play rule, and then we had to have, you know, every kid had to play so many minutes. That's great. Um, but then, you know, as you get to those larger team sizes, uh, you know, kids are playing less, right? Even if the minutes right. are divided evenly. So okay, uh, something to consider. Uh, documentation. So we had, we, I I don't know, yeah, again, a lot of leagues, and I know I was involved in one too, that we had to document, um, the evaluations, how we evaluated every player, um, and we had to keep those and we had to share those with the athletic director, just in case there was any question that came up from parents. Right. Usually where the question comes in is we always had two divisions. So we had, you know, uh, we called it American and the national. The American team was the more was the better players. And there was always those bubble kids, right? They could they could go either way, right? So by if we had we would always have an independent evaluator. So somebody who, you know, is who's not a dad or a mom in that class. Right. somebody from a different class has no connection you know sometimes we had an outside uh we would bring in a college kid a college basketball player and they well, would help idea. and they would yeah they would be our independent evaluator um so they would be the they would determine okay these uh, during tryouts we would break it up it's like okay kids do everything together and then we start separating the a and the b groups and then the a groups all play together and then, you know, we're bringing kids back and forth to the two groups just to see like some bubble kids and how they're performing. And then by the end of that, we would have picked our American teams and our national teams. Right. So, right. um, anyway, but that documentation is key just in case a parent uh, approaches you and say, why did, you know, Johnny, Sally make the American team? Well, five coaches agreed that. Right. And it, she, and, she and I think there. it's important
1: yeah. too. It's like you, yeah, to have that as the coach, you want that outside documentation just because you know, and again, some some coaches listening, it's probably just going to be them. So, you better have like here's the criteria right. yeah. I'm looking at. Here, and we'll talk about we have a great sheet at the end that you can kind of use as far as looking at different skill sets, but something to be able to come back. I do it I do it with my guys. I do it with varsity team it's like i think it's important to have those specific things um it takes takes care of some of that hidden bias i think for sure
0: yeah it definitely does uh yeah absolutely and we'll show like as coach said we'll show that rubric at the end that you that you could use to evaluate your players so yeah i mean i think the most key part of this is you know this goes beyond just your gut feeling right you can really put some scores to players uh, uh, at, at the youth level and give at least also give you a little bit more confidence knowing that yeah you made the right right choice you're not always going to get it right but no. it's something to go off of yeah i agree yeah okay um so speaking of that selection criteria so you have to determine you know maybe your system right yeah, what do I you want to run what you know we're gonna you know we're, we'll if you went through uh the the first coach's clinic talking about you know uh your your system and what you want to do and setting your setting your values and such um you you, you kind of, that will help guide then what you pick you know do you pick a defensive person cuz you're really a defensive guy right or gal um you know are you looking for somebody who's maybe more um you know has a great attitude cuz that's you know that's who you are and that's what you, you know, that's what you believe in works. Um, are you a, um, you know, pressing, so you pressing coach. So you definitely want to have a kid that can handle the press. But the point of this is to say, um, what, you know, three or five things are important to you as a coach. Uh, and and that's how you want to pick your, pick your players. Right. And then assign weight to those three or four criteria. And we'll go through an example at the end here. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then you can, and the rubric, what kind of walks you through um, a, a number of stages, or I'm sorry, a number of things to evaluate someone on from one to five, right? right. And then if, and this will make sense in, in a second when you see the rubric that we're using. Um, and then, then you just calculate your your weighted score, um, you know, based on those things that you find important, Right. Um, and it's, bare, and, it, and yeah. it will
1: depend on year to year about what you need. You know, you might need a, a big, or, you know, or something. And all of a sudden you have lots of guards. Well, you know, how do you wait that one specific big who, you know, you're going to need, even though maybe there's a bunch of guard. I mean, so I think, I think evaluating or determine the criteria that's important, you know, yeah. is it shooting? Is it ball handling? Is it rebounding? Is it attendance? <laughs> You know, (laughs) the kid might be the best player, but never for three years has never shown up. Like, so I think there's, I think that you have to put in a lot of deep thought into this when you're driving to and from about what criteria. It's the most important day of trial. Yeah, it's like it's the most important game day. I tell my AD it's the most important day of my season is when I pick my team Um, because we're not talking. Everyone knows. The number the number one and number two player. It's more how are you picking seven through ten or you know, eight through twelve or whatever that's, that's right. It. Yeah. Um, and I think that yeah, you nailed that. Yep. And Definitely. you know, it's attendance, it's it's effort, it's knowing your stuff, it's all those and obviously it's a difference between a third grader and an eighth grader, but I think right. those that criteria and that calculation, it's still a number and it's a little subjective, but um as a coach, that's what you really have to put some thought into, I think.
0: Yeah and, and uh you know the joke was has all, it, it was always and don't forget the criteria of the parent too, yeah, of the x you factor dropped. you should that, yeah, that's yeah. A,
1: actually a very valid point yeah. you should have something that's not even on that sheet called the x factor like yeah. like the attendance thing like the parents thing like the effort thing. there's things that maybe don't fall into a specific box, but it's important for the team. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And one of the things that we did uh, at the end of every season, we would evaluate players, but it was more to share for next year. Did the player attend? Did we, was there issues with, you know, the, them being coachable? Was there issues with the parents? Right. And so you had, have that and there's always like is you know do you keep that do you use that is that necessary right we always debated that when we would set up our tryout criteria and it's, more, too, it's right?
1: more it's more giving the next coach information like i do that in mm-hmm. my program i mean i think that's important it's like teachers yeah. do that trust me a third grade teacher talks to the fourth grade teacher it, it just It happens. So it's like, um, and to be honest with you, it's easier to teach them. Like if I know this kid is not good Mm -hmm. good at written tests, well, Mm -hmm. then it's my job to to pivot. I hate to use that word, but, and to find other ways for that student to be able to show their knowledge and things like that. It's the same with coaching. If you can share a knowledge and something along, maybe, you know, how they learn, how they, what they're good at, what they're not good at all those things i think that's important i agree hey coaches i hope you enjoyed that little bit of a taste of what coach bill and i have done um if you liked it go over and check it out at basketballcoachesclinic.com let us know what you think and have a great day
0: sports social podcast network